It's a rivalry night in Nationwide. Uh, the Penguins are in town. The Blue Jackets are on the verge of losing six in a row. How do they avoid doing that? Plus, injury news. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Here with me is my co-host, Hayden Halesorn. We are here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, a lot of a lot of those last two, not a lot of that first one recently, but uh, here's hoping that they turn it around. Uh, before we get started, I want to thank everyone making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube. Hit subscribe if you want to become one of our everydayers. I also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Hayden. Blue Jackets have lost nine out of the last ten games. Got a couple of points in there. Um, I think they've had five points in their last ten games, which is not great, but is what it is. Um, the Penguins are in town. The Penguins started slow and seem to have kind of gotten right over the course of a um, California road swing. They embarrassed the Sharks. They shut out the Ducks, and I believe they beat the kings in overtime so they have really started to figure things out while the blue jackets kind of flounder a little bit um this was not a game that i had marked on the schedule for like oh this is going to be a really tough game beyond the usual you know penguins nonsense that always happens when when the team's in nationwide but i guess let's let's start off with with the big question which is how do you feel about the blue jackets going into this game this is going to surprise some people, honestly. I th- I actually feel kind of good. I feel kind of good. The Blue Jackets, they gave up a goal with 11 seconds against the Rangers to send that game into overtime, and they eventually lost that game. But they didn't embarrass themselves that game. I really felt like the Jackets held their own at Madison Square Garden. Um, if Igor Shosturkin's in net for the Rangers, maybe they beat us 4-1. to one whatever. But, you know, the Blue Jackets play good and they've been playing close games since Patrick Laine has gotten back. Uh, I'm talking about the Red Wings game and the Rangers game, both those on the road, competitive teams right now may have jumped the gun on the Red Wings saying they're Stanley Cup contender. We'll see how that plays out. But nonetheless, Jay, the Red Wings are a competitive team. They smacked the Jackets 4-0 the first time they played them. And the Jackets, you know, came back and, and lost the game 5-4 to four on uh, Saturday. Um, and then on the verge of a back-to-back, they went four, They lost 4-3 to the Rangers, got a point, though. So I actually think things, if you look down on the ground floor level, things are starting to look a little bit better. Um, 
but obviously it's not going to really feel that way until they start to get some wins. And this is going to be a very tough game tonight for the Jackets, but it is one I think that they can win. I'll start there, just saying that. I think they can win this one. Yeah, it, we were talking about this a little bit kind of off off mic. Um, the Blue Jackets have got four games coming up against teams that are kind of floating around them in the standings um, in in. Pittsburgh, who've jumped up a little bit, uh, Arizona, who are doing suspiciously well, uh, but could fall at any moment because that's kind of what Arizona does, um, Washington and Philadelphia. So three Metro teams, but this feels like the big benchmark game. Um, I don't want to lose six games in a row. Um, and it's really easy to say, oh, well, they've been playing really well for the last couple of games. They're like really close to breaking through. And I don't know, man, it's just... I'm looking at this Penguins roster and I'm looking at the Blue Jackets roster and I'm thinking, on paper, they aren't that much better. But the Blue Jackets have been struggling. The Penguins have got a lot of confidence building. The Penguins are on a hot streak at the minute. They've won four in a row. The Blue Jackets obviously have lost five in a row. It feels like the Penguins stock is going like this and the Blue Jackets stock is going like that. So big game always is. When the Penguins come to town, um, players to watch for the Penguins. Eric Carlson had a slow start and has light has lit it up. Um, I believe he's a point per game. He's got nine points in his last five games. Um, Crosby, Malkin, always dangerous, especially against the Blue Jackets. And my own personal nemesis, uh, Jake Gensel. Leading the team with 16 points in 13 games. I'm going to expect him to have at least two goals tonight because the Blue Jackets love to let Jake Gensel score on them for no reason other than I hate him and the Blue Jackets hate me. Um, <laughs> slightly melodramatic, but I, I stand by that. Um, is there anyone else on the roster that like speaks to you as, oh, we should watch out for that guy? I mean, just... Number five and number six on their uh, point scoring list this year is Brian Rust and Riley Smith. Brian Rust, been a, a good player for them for a few years now. Uh, Riley Smith, they just got him from Vegas, and he helped them win a cup. So, like, they – should the Blue Jackets be able to win this game? Yes. But if you compare the rosters on paper, it's like, okay, I don't see how the Blue Jackets possibly win this game. But the truth is, and like the truth is, the Penguins, I think, are going to be a streaky team this year. I think when they're good, they're going to be good. They're going to beat everybody. They're going to they're going to crush everybody. But when they're bad, I think they're going to be bad like they were at the beginning of the season. Um, you could argue that maybe it took guys like Eric Carlson uh, 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 and Jake Gensel kind of like a while to, to figure it out. I personally, when I was watching the Penguins earlier this year, I thought Eric Carlson – was on like right away. Like since game one, he has looked amazing. Um, honestly, you look at Crosby, Malkin, all those guys are so good. But Eric Carlson's, he's he's the new piece for this team that is making everything happen on the power play. Uh, he, I mean, he's a leading defenseman. He's a leading scorer on the defense for them. So it makes sense. He's a three-time Norris Trophy winner. He's just ridiculous. He's going to do so many special things. 
just in the little areas of the game for the fans that are going to be in person. Just keep your eyes on 65 because he's he's going to do something fun. Jay, as you know, you've been to plenty of Sharks games. Uh, yeah, I watched, a, I watched a ton of Eric Carlson last season, and he does just – I feel like every game he kind of has, it's not quite the same as Sidney Crosby where you know how Sidney Crosby will do something just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. At least once a game, like it's nothing. He kind of has a similar vibe where he'll do like this one little stick thing or he'll skate, like he'll turn on an edge in just one little way. And you're like, oh, that looked too breezy, but actually was insane. Um, so yeah, Eric Carson is is not going to be, he's not great defensively, but they don't need him to be. Um, he is an offensive monster. Um, I also want to kind of, before we kind of talk a little bit about what the Blue Jackets might look like in this game, uh, Tristan Jari has been a real difference maker for these Penguins. Um, but to his, to your point of him being streaky, yes, <laughs> extremely. Um, in games he plays well, the Penguins have won. In games where he plays poorly, the Penguins have lost. Um, he's only, he's lost one game with a above 900 save percentage and the games he has had less than a 900 save percentage he's also lost so he is extremely um up and down if they get a good game out of tristan jari the penguins are probably going to win if they get a less good game out of tristan jari the penguins are probably going to lose um so i guess hope that they play magnus helberg who's their backup um, the Blue Jackets are in that place right now where they are probably going to get more backups than starters just because teams don't respect the Blue Jackets. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know. Um, but Christian Jari is definitely, definitely a guy to watch, um, which is not something I was expecting out of out of this Penguins team of just absolute the Hall of Fame players from top to bottom. Um, let's take a quick break. And then we've got to talk about some Blue Jackets news because there is uh, injury news and also movement. So who is injured? Who is back in Columbus? We'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. All right. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We're talking Blue Jackets and Penguins. Almost never a fun game but it could be this time. Um, However, literally, I think, four minutes before we started recording this, the news came out. uh, Jack Rostovic had a broken ankle in the game on Saturday. He broke it at some point then and then uh, played the rest of the game on it like an idiot. Um, He's out four to six weeks. He's on IR, which means the Blue Jackets have freed up a roster spot for David Juracek to return from Cleveland. So this is kind of two pieces of news in one. So let's talk about the Jack Rostovic injury first, because he has kind of been floating around the top six for for a few games now. I don't necessarily think that he has been the most effective bar a couple of games when he had like a real hot streak going. But I mean, that's Jack Rostovic all over is that he is super streaky. Who do you think steps back into the lineup? How do you think this kind of shakes up the forward lines? Because I kind of think the forward lines have needed a shakeup. And this is, if nothing else, a really good excuse to do that. Yeah, first of all, on Jack Rosovic, he's kind of a player, very streaky, like the definition of a streaky player. He had had a good start to the season, but um, obviously with the injury, I mean, the Blue Jackets, let me just say this, other than losing Patrick Laine for what they lost him for and obviously not having Daniil Tarasov in their lineup recently, like, 
They've had they've been I'm gonna knock on wood here, and I don't even. I was know. gonna say I'm gonna knock on all of the wood right yes, now because they, you are about to jinx this team horrendously. I'm gonna jinx this team beyond like beyond any imagination here, but they have been very lucky, I think, on the injury front. Like they've done it. Like their their star players for the most part have been in the lineup every single night. What Johnny hasn't missed a game. Uh, Marchenko hasn't missed a game when he's been healthy. Zach Rensky missed a couple of games maybe in there but for the most part i think it's been a pretty awesome uh pretty pretty awesome so far that the blue jackets have just had a availability they haven't done much with it but um i don't know i think we probably see bemstrom back in here um he just seems to be a guy that uh pascal vincent has really leaned on this year and i don't think he's played terribly bad either um, that would probably be my pick for replacing that forward spot. But, uh, I mean, what say you? I mean, I feel like it's Bemstrom easily for me just because he's been in the lineup so much. I mean, are you going to dip into Cleveland? Is that what you were thinking for them? Maybe Kent Johnson? I, I mean, mean, yeah, I would I would love for them to dip into Cleveland, bring Kent Johnson up. I believe they do not have the roster space for him because that's why Eurocheck had to go down. Um, they activated, I think, Chinikov off of off of injured reserve. Um, they've got 23 on their roster at the minute, so they'd have to send someone else down to bring Kent Johnson back up. You've got to think that Yamaka Kalanen is trying to do something with all of these defensemen because they're now carrying uh, eight defensemen, I believe, um, with the return of Juracek. Just too many defensemen. Um, I think they have 13 forwards right now um in terms of in terms of healthy forwards and eight defensemen they're carrying so they are really kind of one forward injury again i'm gonna knock on wood away from having to make some tough decisions back on defense really great to see your back we'll talk about him in a minute i agree bemstrom going back into the lineup probably isn't the worst thing in the world um i just don't the the lines don't make sense to me at the minute and I think genuinely, apart from that fourth line and maybe the Fantilli Vronkov Marchenko line, like mix it up. Um Gaudreau and Line shouldn't be on the same line. They have no chemistry. Uh we've kind of I think a lot of people have been kind of reluctant to admit this for a little while because they're, you know, the two star wingers, so they should play together. Um, but I think splitting them up is is probably what's best which I believe uh, Vincent did on Saturday against the Rangers. Um, and it almost worked. So we'll we'll see. Real quickly it's on that. Just... I have a thought on that, actually, just to oh, go please, back. Go to ahead. I think I, – yeah, sorry to interrupt again. I think Patrick Laine and Johnny Gaudreau right now is not working. But that's because Patrick Laine is trying to play a different play style than what he's played in the past. He is trying to be like – Mr. Defense right now, which, you know, he's trying to be a center. And even though he's Pascal Vincent doesn't have a center on the ice once the puck's dropped, he's still Patrick Liney has taken on more responsibility defensively. If we could just get the Patrick Liney that just wants to hang around the red line, <laughs> like Johnny Gaudreau and the defense, they're going to take care of it. They're going to get the puck up to him. Heck, you, you're not going to give up more goals than you're already giving up now at this point. So, like, you need to be scoring goals right now. And I think 
if Patrick Line just cheats a little bit more on offense, he could absolutely work with a guy like Johnny Gaudreau because Johnny Gaudreau's fast. He can carry the puck and he's gonna find Patrick Line in the open area. So um but I don't know. That was just my quick insert there. You can keep going on what, what you were saying. But that's just what that's how I feel about line A. And it's like the Blue Jackets need goals right now, and we're not catering towards our goal scorers. Yeah, for sure. And and kind of to follow on from that, I wonder if, you know, you put Fantilli between those two guys, because in to, for my money, Fantilli has been the best Blue Jackets forward over the past kind of handful of games. Um he should be getting more ice time. Obviously, you know, you don't necessarily want to break up that Voronkov fantilli marchenko line because it's the only line that's creating any kind of offense right now. Like, the fourth line is creating a little bit, um, more than expected, honestly, but I'm not worried about, like, the fourth line. No. If you break up that set, that what is essentially the top line right now, just to try and get your star players going, then you risk kind of having, well, now we have no lines that are creating offense. But I wonder if, you know, you swap... Jenner and Fantilli, maybe put Fantilli on that on the top line, uh, which essentially he's been the top line center um, in terms of maybe not minutes played, but definitely in terms of this has been the best line. Um, and you put Jenner between Vronkov and Marchenko. Again, hesitate to break up that line because it's been good, but at the end of the day, I think it's more important to get guys like Gaudreau and Line going than it is to get guys like Marchenko and Vronkov going. Uh, purely because we're paying them like 10% of what they're paying <laughs> um, Goudreau and Line, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, Goudreau, I believe, is making 11% of the cap hit this year, which is astronomical compared comparative to everybody else on the team. He's, he's but- literally making 10 times the amount of money that Dmitry Vronkov is making. Um, right. Yeah. And Machenko, who's still on his entry level contract as well. So, yeah. Um, what's real quickly, just because you brought up his name, how fun has Dmitry Voronkov been been to watch recently? Like ever ever since I said, "Wow, I'm not super impressed by Dmitry Voronkov," he has just heard you lit it up. Yeah. He he took that personally, and like I'll take that. Um, I love when I criticize a player and they decide to to say hey screw that guy and and play really well um he's a lot of fun i like i like that line so much it's got exactly the right amount of like pure offense uh two-way play and snarl you know uh mm-hmm. adam fantilli trying to or not trying to but being willing to fight uh jacob truba over marchenko obviously Vronkov is is never going to turn down a fight um there's a little bit of meanness on the line a little bit of um of sandpaper as Jody Shelley calls it, they've got size, they've got skill, they've got speed. Like, that's a really fun line. And I wasn't expecting to like Vronkov on that line as much as I do. But, hey, that let that line go as far as, far as it'll take them, you know? So that might be um, a line that could have a fun time because I don't think they'll match Fantilli up against Crosby. I think, and we'll talk about kind of predictions in a minute, is I think what they're going to do is they'll match Boone Jenner up against Crosby because Boone Jenner has turned into a surprisingly good uh, center for shutting down other teams, which is fun. Um, So what I expect is he'll get matched up against the Malkin line, which will still be a tough Still be a tough assignment for Fantilli to try and shut down Malkin, um, who, again, I I watched the Penguins-Sharks game in in SAP a couple of weeks ago and 
Crosby and Malkin just don't slow down, is the thing. There were a lot of people a couple of seasons ago talking about how both of these players were old and washed and terrible now, and that's, that's simply not true. So, like, I don't know who's playing on a line with, with Malkin off the top of my head, but that line, if that matches up against the Fantilli line, I think that's going to be really interesting to watch, and I'm expecting... I'm expecting that line to do some fun things, um, being you know getting to be away from the Crosby line, if nothing else. Um, let's take another quick break, uh, unless you have anything else to say about um, the Fantilli line. And I do. We'll get I'll some save it because I think we have some points to hand out. Finally, Aiden has made it onto the board. Um, <laughs> of scoring, so uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll make some more predictions. In just a second, here I'm not going to believe jackets. First, though, I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel because uh, the NFL season is well underway. And right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet with America's number one sports book. All you have to do is literally go to FanDuel, pick a heavy favorite, like, Pick the Lions to win a game uh, or the Chiefs to win a game. Like the Vikings somehow keep winning games despite being the Vikings. Um, and if you bet on the winning team, then you win 150 bucks, which is uh, money that you can spend on basically anything else on the site. Uh, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app's easy to use. You get paid immediately. There's a ton of different options. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. Bet on the NHL if you want. Uh, maybe bet on the Blue Jackets to win tonight. I bet you'd uh, probably get some pretty favorable odds there. Once again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And also us, the LockedOn Podcast Network. Okay, Hayden. Let's let's hand out some points because uh, I don't believe I have done very well, uh, but I don't have games fourteen and fifteen on my sheet. But I believe <laughs> it, the score is currently two and a half points to me and one point to you because uh, I successfully predicted Boone Jenner opening the scoring against Dallas, and you successfully predicted the uh, opening goal scorer for game 14, I believe. Did I? I, I don't even remember. But I'll take uh, it. So we're finally on the board. We finally I'll managed to predict goal scorers. We still haven't managed to predict any game-winning scores yet, but hey, maybe we'll be able to do that today. So Hayden, let's let's get into it. What is What is your prediction? For who's going to score the opening goal? What's the final score going to be against Pittsburgh? Real quickly, I'd like to take a moment to share some of my favorite moments at Nationwide against Pittsburgh. This was back in like the Jonathan Tortorella era, but the Scotty Hartnell hat trick night when he had three beautiful, goals. beautiful, what a beauty. a beauty! He got new skates and he just he showed them off that night. Um, and ever since that night, I refuse to predict any other score against the Penguins other than 7-1. So I'm taking the Jackets in a 7-1 victory against the Penguins tonight. And I'm going to say I'm gonna say Adam Fantilli gets one. The way that he scored that Crosby-style goal, 
against the Red Wings, just batting it out of the air. That just gave me chills, man. And then he scored against the Rangers. This guy's on a two-game goal streak. Like, why not make yep. it three? Um, and I don't know if you feel this way, Jay, but just just in general, the last couple of games with the Jackets, I kind of feel this new energy around them, like especially around Fantilli. Like, Fantilli just gets me really – like him scoring I think is really good for the rest of the team's mentality because it's like – well, I mean, if he's scoring, then we should be able to score. <laughs> if this 19-year-old could score goals, yeah. then why can't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I, I I have seen it, and I think the last two games have been more competitive. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to kind of share my thoughts on on the weekend games um, because I was in a small coma while Hayden was recording uh, on, on Sunday night. But... Um, yeah, the the I wonder if it is just a case of like Fantilli's one of those players I think that makes other players better around him, which is really fun. And again, you can kind of see him taking steps forward. He's currently, I believe, tied for third in rookie scoring. The Calder the Calder race is going to be really really fun. He's got some catching up to do to hit Connor Bedard, who I believe had six points in two games over the weekend. Which hey, that's that's who you win the draft lottery for, right? But um, yeah, <laughs> not going to complain. Is, we I, have would, I would not be surprised to see Fantelli score tonight. Um, get a get a, a, a really solid start on scoring goals against the Penguins. I think that would be, I think that would be fun. Um, I am also going to call back to a Penguins game in Nationwide, which is um, the Blue Jackets beat them in overtime in I think 2017. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky with the overtime game winner, uh, just mwah, beautiful. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, so I'm going to go with a 2-1 final score for the Blue Jackets. Um, and in terms of goal scoring, maybe I'll maybe I'll go with with the the Dubinsky, the new Dubinsky, uh, which is Boone Jenner. I think. Oh. Um, in terms of in terms of guys that uh, I just I love that they have a guy that takes faceoffs and then leaves in overtime. Yeah. Um, that makes me that just makes me laugh. Um, and that was Brandon Dubinsky for a while, and now it's Boone Jenner. So I'm going to go with a Boone Jenner goal. I think the Blue Jackets are going to win two to one, probably in overtime because they hate my blood pressure. But that's uh, so it's either going to be a, a big game, take the over if you agree with Hayden, take the under if you agree with me. But let's just get back in the win column. Let's build on that. Uh, and uh, let's start working our way back towards playoff contention. Tomorrow, we're going to break down tonight's game against the Penguins. I'm sure there's going to be no nonsense and no hot takes at all from this game. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you want to email us, we're at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being one of our everydayers. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys. The show keeps growing and growing and growing, and we absolutely love to see it. We couldn't do that without you guys. If you want to become an everydayer, then uh, you can find the show wherever you get podcasts. You can find us on YouTube, and you can find us on SiriusXM. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.